Hey, Sandals Church, what a wonderful day it is. You see why it's a wonderful day? <laughs> it's a beautiful Hello. day. And I decided to, to invite my, my beautiful, wonderful bride. Oh. And here she is. What a good choice. <laughs> yeah, you, you did here such I a am. good job last time, honey. I said, hey, maybe I should invite her back. Oh. So here she is. She's How back. kind. Yes. That's right, that's right. It was a good choice. <laughs> and I decided to invite her back, not specifically just any old random time, but today is Mother's Day. And since I ain't no mama, and you are mama, <laughs> I well said, let's, let's invite a mama to hang out with me. <laughs> that's right. And I'm so glad to be here with you guys on Mother's Day. Day. If you're glad to be here, which we hope you are, mm -hmm. and you're new, That's please right. let us know in the chat. We want to know who chat. you are and where you're at. And, and the chat is an amazing space, so if you're in the chat, it's an amazing space to actually be in community. You can say hello, you can say hi, you can say something about your mama, something nice about your mama. <laughs> that almost sound like a, a, a bad joke, whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. But whatever it is, we are so glad you're here. Let us know in the chat. And, and if this is your first time at Sandals Church online, or mm -hmm. or maybe you're at that Sandals Church Anywhere location, yes. and you're new, man, we are so happy. We're so glad that you're here. We're glad that you're there. If you're new, you can go to sandalschurch.com slash next, and myself or someone from the online campus team will reach out to you. Or you can always just reach out to me by emailing me at pastorjeff at sandalschurch.com. I will respond. Yeah, we'll see. You sure about that? I promise you. That I've is seen my his personal, inbox, y'all. That is my personal <laughs> email address. <laughs> And as we honor moms today, who else better to start off this special service with a Mother's Day message for all of us than the first woman in our lead pastor's life, Miss Tammy Brown. Hi, and welcome to Sandals Church. I'm Tammy Brown, and my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church together over 20 years ago. Before we get started with our services, I wanted to take a moment to say happy Mother's Day to all of the moms and women joining us. Here at Sandals Church, we value women and the unique things you have to offer to the people around you, and we're so excited to celebrate you. Whether you're a mom, you hope to be a mom one day, or you have the opportunity to set a loving, nurturing example for the people in your life, your role as a woman is so incredibly important and is a reflection of God Himself. We love you, and we're so grateful that you're with us. Now let's get started.
What's going on, Sandals Church? My name is Jeff, and this is my wife, Nikki, who is hanging out with hey. us today, Sandals Church Online family. Today is a great day because today is Mama's Day, Mama's. Mother's Day, and it reminds me of the song. Do you remember the, the group Boys and Men? I do. That's uh -huh. right, but, and they had the song, uh, Mama. Oh. Uh -huh. Like, Mama. Oh, please don't sing it. <laughs> Mama, you know I love you, and Mama, I do love you. And since I have the mic, I just want to take this time to thank the most important mothers in my life. Come on now. My mom, uh -huh. the, the mother of my wife, okay. and the mother of my children. Mm. That's you, honey. That's mm. you. That's, That's me. you. That's me. Man, these, oh, these, these people are very important <laughs> to me. And we know your mom is very important to you. Hey, hey. Indeed. And mom, if you have kids, we have kids, Sandals Kids, just for yes. them. You can go to kids.sandalschurch.tv where there's a service just for them kiddos. Come on now. And it's awesome. We <laughs> it love Sandals cool. Kids. And for those of you with older kids that we That's like right. call teens, mm -hmm. we hope that they are experiencing this service with you. But yeah. later on, they can go to our Sandals Youth channel on YouTube and watch videos and content that's created just for them. Just for them. Just and we are super excited because last weekend, our newest Sandals Church Anywhere launched yes. in Chelan, Washington. And, and honey, they went, from, they went from online viewers of two Dude. to a Sandals Church Anywhere gathering of over 20, 28 wow. people. Wow, that's awesome, you it guys. It is so cool. So and, awesome. and I want you to know, no matter where you are, you can become a Sandals Church yes. Anywhere location, even if you live in the Netherlands. Netherlands. Come on now. Okay. You may speak Dutch because my wife is Dutch. Honey, can you, can you speak any Dutch? Come um, on, give them some. Clambeetje. Uh, Clambeetje. Right. Um, that's really all I got. So I, maybe I, a few lullabies. I'm not going to like humor you all with that though. I don't know what you said, but it, it sounded offensive. <laughs> um, but actually, did you, did you actually know that Pastor Matt is part Dutch? Oh. Um, I, I think I heard him mention he that. He does have the Just blue part. eyes, that's so right. that's part of it. That's, that's, uh, we're tall folk. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's right, exactly. Oh, yeah. well, okay, friend. <laughs> hey, hey, honey, what, uh, when you think of, when you think of the um, When in Rome series hmm. that we've been in, um, what kind of comes to your mind? What have you enjoyed about it? So many things. It's been so rich and I've mm -hmm. taken so much to heart. I think yeah. uh, learning that our identity is founded in Christ yeah. and the grace that he brings, not in what we do. I think yeah. learning um, from Fredo last week about no condemnation for those who yeah. call Jesus their Lord. I mean, there's right. just so much freedom for us to have. I'm excited to hear today because it's been rich, yes. it's been useful yeah, and fruitful in my life. So I'm excited yeah. to hear what Pastor Matt has for well, us today. I promise you it will be good. I promise you that Pastor Matt will not disappoint. And here with another Win in Rome message, here is our part Dutch lead pastor, Pastor Matt Brown.
Hey guys, welcome to Sandals Church. So glad you are here today. Super excited, man. We are in Romans 8, and I am just so thrilled about this series and about this chapter. Man, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I know for me, 2020 was a tough year, and 2021 is turning out to be kind of the same. So I don't know where you are, but I want you to know, I say this, when life's not great, read Romans 8. Eight, because God talks about difficulties to the church in Rome. And I don't know what's going on in your, on in your life, but the, the church in Rome, they were living for God and they were being persecuted because of their faith in God. And so everything was blowing up. Everything was blowing out. Everything was a mess. And so Paul writes this letter to a church in Rome who's experiencing real pain, real suffering, real challenges. And so the question that we ask is, does God, does God care about my pain? Does my pain matter, right? I mean, maybe God cares about the president or, or certain, certain you know, important people or my pastor or, or that rich guy or that rich gal, but does God care about my pain? And I want you to know that I think Romans 8 speaks specifically to the fact that God cares deeply about our pain. So how does he reveal that? Number one, God reveals that he cares about my pain because God affirms how real pain is. Yeah, yeah, think about that. You ever had somebody just kind of ignore your pain, minimize your pain, tell you to get over your pain? Like we've all been there. But I want you to know that Romans 8.18 begins with these words. I consider that our present sufferings, you know what he's saying is? I know what's going on in your life and it matters to me. I see your marriage. I see those kids you're trying to raise, right? I see those kids you're trying to get out, Amen. <laughs> I see you in your singleness. I see you with your business that's been destroyed by COVID. God sees us. Listen to the words, your present suffering. Not what happened last year, not what happened last decade. Right now, God sees what you're going through. But listen to what he says. He says they're not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. God is saying, hang on, hang on because there's something better that's coming. He's not minimizing it. He's not pretending it's not there. He's just saying, look, man, I see where you are, but I know where I'm gonna lead you to be. Listen to what he says. He says the creation, it's not just you. It's not just you guys. Everybody battles pain. Everybody's hurting. Everybody's struggling. He says the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Look, the creation, man, Bambi, you know, I mean, all, all of these animals, every Disney character is waiting for us to be changed. They're like, hurry up, God, we can't take this any longer. Why? Because the creation was subjected to frustration. Anybody feel that? You're like, God, what's going on? He has subjected us to frustration. Not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. You say, oh my gosh, was well, God cruel? Is God mean? Oh, no, 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 no. Listen to what Paul says. In the hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. And he says, we know that the whole creation, the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Man, God sees our struggle. And God is saying, look, I see where you are, but I want you to know you won't be there forever. But I want you to hear me. God affirms my pain. He affirms it. 
God is not one of those, you know, infomercial motivators. Those guys drive me crazy, right? No pain, no gain. Suck it up, right? Give 110%. Who has 110%? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I max out at 100, right? That's all I got. 110%. Aren't you glad there's not a Bible verse that says give 1,000%? <laughs> give 1,000. Look, I, I want to be honest. There, there aren't even days where I don't even approach 20%. That's why Jesus gave 100%, because there's days we can't. There's days we can't, right? And these motivational guys, they're all yoked, they're all buff. You gotta suck it up, you gotta let it go, you gotta leave it behind. Look at my behind, this could be your behind, <laughs> right? I mean, it's crazy, it's crazy. Aren't you glad Jesus isn't like that? I mean, there's no verse that says, give me a thousand, you know? Man, the world is like, never take a day off, never eat bread. God's like, take a Sabbath, I am the bread. Amen. God is good. God is good. Man, isn't it nice to know that God sees your life and he says, yep, that's wrong. That's terrible. Man, that sucks. And I know somebody like, oh, I can't believe you said that word. Look, sometimes we have to use bad words to accurately describe bad things. I want you to hear me right now, especially those of you who've grown up in the church. I think you've been misled. God is not calling me to minimize my pain. What is wrong with us? I got a friend of mine, I mean, world-renowned pastor. If I said his name, you'd know him. You've read his books. He fell off a horse. He's 60 years old, fell off a horse. The horse bucked him. He hit the ground, jumped up, said, I'm fine. <laughs> Look, when you're 60, if you trip over a crack, you may not be fine. And you know what he told me? He said, I don't know why I lied to everybody. He's a spiritual leader. Instantaneously, he says, don't worry, I'm okay. Now, sometimes you gotta say, I've fallen and I can't get up, amen? <laughs> God is not calling me to minimize your pain, and I think we do that. We say stupid things. Well, God will never give you more than you can handle. Well, apparently you haven't handled much. I'm gonna pray the Lord blesses you with a little life if that's your favorite saying. But we do that, we minimize people's pain. No, what you need to do is you need to maximize just the character, nature, and goodness of God. This hurts, this is hard. God's not calling you. He's not calling you to pretend marriage isn't hard, parenting isn't hard, your business isn't hard. He, he's not calling you to lie, he's calling you to the truth. God is not calling me to minimize my pain. He's not calling me to ignore it either. Some of you won't even acknowledge it. God affirms my pain. So much of the pain that you are wrestling with from your past is still present, why? Because the people that you loved, they either challenged you to ignore it, taught you to ignore it, or they challenged you to minimize it. Sometimes things hurt. Sometimes things hurt, right? In church, when somebody's, you know, going through a divorce, we don't say, God's gonna get you through. We go, oh, I'm sorry. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And we don't say this, I know exactly how you feel. You don't know exactly how anybody feels. You know how you feel. Don't minimize it, don't ignore it. One of the hardest Christian disciplines is to learn to listen. 
Hmm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that happened to you. One of the reasons why I feel like we spend so much money on counseling is sometimes we gotta pay somebody to listen. Isn't it nice to know you don't have to pay to listen to God? He paid so that you could speak to him. That's the beauty of counseling. Somebody can say, man, that, that was bad. That was bad. My wife and I were in counseling and she was minimizing some of the things that happened to her in childhood. And the counselor was like rooting her on to say that sucked. And he's like, say it louder. Say it again. You know, I was like, I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> I'm good at inappropriate outbursts. That's my specialty. <laughs> but isn't that sad? The counselor's having to invite her to shout that was wrong. Number two, God reveals, this is the good news, that my pain will not last forever. It's not gonna last forever. Boy, it feels like it though, doesn't it? Doesn't it? When you're in the thick of it, man, two minutes can feel like two hours, amen? It can feel like forever. And some of us have convinced ourselves, we're listening to the devil who said, you will never get well. And we are not listening to Jesus, who in the last chapter of the book of Revelation said, you will never be sick again. That's the final word. The devil doesn't have the last word. Jesus does. And we need to trust him in that. He will eliminate death. He will wipe away every tear. He will heal us. Romans 8, 23 through 25. Not only so, but we ourselves, we, we have the first fruits of the Spirit. And we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption. A lot of Christians don't realize this, but our adoption is not finalized yet. We've been selected, but we have not been picked up yet. There's more to come. There's more to come. This is not all there is. It's so sad for atheists. Right? You're just a bunch of molecules floating together, waiting a few moments to step into oblivion to never exist again. Oh, that'll preach. God says, no, 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 no. You were never a molecule. You are my son. You are my daughter. And oh, if you repent and believe, there's something better to come. And oh, by the way, I'm going to give you my spirit as a promise of what's to come. We groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption, the redemption of our bodies, amen? Listen to these words, for in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen, ooh, this is tough, is no hope at all. Who hopes, Paul says, for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently. There's something better that's coming. God says, your suffering will not last forever. I'm coming. And to prove to you that I'm coming, to prove to you that I'm going to change, when you've repented of your sins and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, I have given you my spirit. And the spirit of the almighty God dwells inside of you right now as the first gift of what's to come. You have no idea. You have no idea, the Apostle Paul says, what God has in store for those who trust him, for those who believe in him. So what do we do? 
You see what pain does? Pain focuses us, doesn't it? Well, that hurts. Like you've never thought about your toe in your life until you whack it. You ever done that? Good Lord, I didn't even know you were there. It hurts so bad. Hurts so bad. So what do we do? Pain focuses our attention on what's wrong. Jesus wants to focus our attention on what's right. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen, Paul says in the letter to the Corinthians. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Let me tell you something, Christian. There's a whole world out there that, that science is just beginning to discover, and it's the spiritual world. Science has moved beyond materialism. It's moving beyond the simple ideas of evolution. It's moving beyond space, time, and matter, and they're seeing something that they cannot describe that exists beyond what we currently can see, and they're calling it a power, a force, an intelligence, something that is holding everything together. And Jesus said, that's my dad. That's my dad. You see, matter is not eternal, but God is. And he is calling you out of this present darkness into his glorious grace. And he's saying this pain will not last. It won't last, but man, it feels like it, doesn't it? It feels like you're never gonna get better. You're never gonna get over this hurt, this wound. Some of you are still battling things that happened years ago, decades ago. Someone betrayed you, lied to you, hurt you. You lost a loved one. And you say, Lord, will I ever overcome this? Yes. Yes. Not by your power, not by your might, but by his. Isn't that nice to know that we can trust Jesus with what we can't fix? Man, number three, listen to this, man. God reveals his power. This is what is so beautiful in the midst of my pain. We don't have these, these words in front of us, but the apostle Paul says that God told him, my power is made perfect in your weakness. The apostle Paul begged three times, three times, Lord, take this away, take this away, take this away. And God said, no, no, no. Why? because my power is manifest. God's power comes alive when we run to the end of our own. And some of you are asking God to take away the very thing that is going to usher you into the presence and the power of Jesus. And you're saying, God, take this away. And God's saying, if I take this away, you'll run away. But if I leave it, you'll come to me. And I won't just heal your pain but I will give you life. You see, true life is not the absence of pain. That's Buddhism, guys. Nirvana is nothing, nothing. Jesus Christ has not called you to nothing. He's called you to himself. Romans 26 and 27, Romans 8, it says this, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. Man, the Spirit is helping you right now. The Spirit is working right now. And the Spirit is speaking truth to the lies that you believe. God doesn't care. This pain will never end. Nothing ever works out. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. 
Why? Because we don't know what we ought to pray for. You ever been so messed up, so tore up from the floor up, you don't even know what to pray? You don't even know what to do? But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Check this out. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. God knows you, and he knows himself, and he is working even you don't see it, you don't feel it. Isn't that nice to know that right now, God is praying for you because the Spirit, listen to what he says, intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. If you're a Christian, I want you to listen to me. The first thing to go when I'm hurting is my faith. Here's the good news. The Holy Spirit is present even when my faith is absent. Some of you, you may feel far from God, but the Spirit is not far from you because in Christ, He is in you. And you say, I don't see Him, I don't feel Him. That's why I love that song. Even when I don't see you, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. Some of you, man, you struggle with prayer. And I know prayer's scary, right? Man, you wanna freak somebody out of the party, just surprise them, you pray. <laughs> you know, I feel the Holy Spirit's calling you. People will never come to your house again, man. You wanna get rid of your relatives, ask them to pray. Boom, we're scared to death to pray. Why? Because talking to God's important. We're scared. Here's the good news. The Holy Spirit prays for you when I don't. It prays when I don't. When you're not praying, the Spirit's not like, well, Matt's not praying. I'm going to stop praying for Sandals Church. The Spirit prays when I don't. How about this one? The Holy Spirit prays when I can't. Sometimes I'm hurting so bad. I'm overwhelmed with anxiety. I can't form a thought, but the Holy Spirit is not overwhelmed with anxiety. He is overwhelmed with love for me and love for you and love for us. You know, we don't pray for sandals the way we should, but the Holy Spirit does because this is his church full of his power full of his people. And here's the good news is, man, God is praying for you and I when we forget to pray, when we don't know what to pray or we don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit is praying for us. He intercedes for us in our weakness, in our weakness. Do you know the Spirit of God knows how to pray? And if you feel like you don't know how to pray, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is the disciples asked Jesus, like after he prayed, could you imagine hearing Jesus pray? That would have been fairly intimidating. It's like he knows God personally. <laughs> Do you know that the disciples had to ask Jesus, would you teach us to pray? The Holy Spirit knows how to pray. Next, the Holy Spirit knows when to pray. You know how many times I've been at like an emergency there's been a car accident, and somebody say, do, do, do you guys think we should pray? Is this, is this just the appropriate time to pray? Like a bunch of Christians, nobody's sure, you know, we got somebody dying. Should we pray? Let's take a vote. I'm not sure. And the Holy Spirit's like, yes, yes, this is the moment. Listen, married people, you want to end a fight? Just, just ask, should we pray right now? 
And if your spouse says no, just start praying, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Can you imagine your neighbors call the police because you're so loud? The police show up, what are you doing? Fight? No, praying, praying. And I wanted God to hear me. So I let it rip, amen? <laughs> the Spirit of God knows how to pray. The Spirit of God knows when to pray. Now listen to this, man. The Spirit of God knows what to pray. I think that's the thing that's so scary about prayers. We're not sure what to say. We're, we're not sure. But man, the Spirit of God knows how, knows when, and knows what. And so maybe what you need to do the next time you're afraid to pray is you start with this, Holy Spirit, help me. I don't know what to say. And just admit that you're not sure what to say. I got a good friend of mine. Um, her name is Jan. We call her Auntie Jan because in Hawaii, everyone is your aunt or your uncle. It just, you know, I don't know. It's a cultural lie. I don't know what it is, but it's just, you know, everybody's auntie or uncle, so we call her Auntie Jan. We're not related at all, biologically. But we love Jan, we love her. But Jan fell off the roof. Listen, if you're over 60, you may have built the roof. Don't get on the roof, okay? <laughs> Nothing good over 60 happens on the roof, amen? <laughs> don't get on the roof. I don't care about Christmas lights. Christmas can come and go. We don't want you to go, amen? But we love Jan, but Jan fell off the roof. Boom, fell off the roof, broke her leg. Compound fracture, man, nasty. Nasty stuff. You know, you ever done that? You're going this way, but part of your body's going that way. It's not fun. I've seen it. But Jan fell off the roof. And, and, and Jan's real nephew, actual biological nephew, like not just Auntie Jan, but real, real relationship. His name is Peter, and I love Peter, but he, he didn't grow up in the church. And so Jan fell off the roof, and he had to call 911. He had to call the police. And so he calls me on the phone. He says, Matt, I, I think Auntie Jan's got brain damage. I said, why, what's going on? He said, she was, she was talking, I think, to God or somebody, but I couldn't understand her, and it was all this gibberish, and it was the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. He goes, I think Jan, Jan's gone nuts. I said, no, man, she's just praying in the spirit. <laughs> That's what she was doing. Okay, she didn't know what to pray. Holy Spirit did. Okay, her brain, through shock, wasn't sure, you know, if it was the right time or not, but the Holy Spirit just came right through, boom. And, and, and Peter, my friend, he knew something was happening. And he says, I think something's wrong with, with Auntie Jan. I said, no, 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 something's right. Something's right. And isn't that nice to know? In that moment, when her life was on the line, the Spirit was present. And the Spirit was praying. Man, that's God. In your worst moments, in your deepest pain, when your leg is, is facing backwards and your bones that are supposed to be on the inside are on the outside, the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is there. But let me say this, because some of you, you get intimidated when you, when you hear about people who are full of the Spirit. Let me just say this. Nobody has to teach you what the Holy Spirit gives you. It shouldn't be manipulative, it shouldn't be coercive, okay? The gifts we have are the gifts the Spirit gives. And we can ask all day long, but the Spirit of God is God and He decides what gifts you get. But here's what you don't have to ask the Spirit for. You don't have to ask for His presence. 
because he is present. That's his job. That's who he is. It's what he does. And he's present right now with us. And he's inviting you to pray with him. And for most of us, that's with words. Real, normal words. And you shouldn't feel bad about that. And for some of us, it's with a particular gift. And it's a beautiful thing. But God's spirit speaks. He speaks. Sometimes with words that aren't understandable with groans. You see, sometimes there's something beyond language, amen? Like my wife will ask me, how do I look in this dress? Okay? Yeah, I know, I'm careful. I'm, well, I'm, on, the thin, I'm on the thin ice. Pray for me as I navigate my way. But she'll say, how, how do I look in this dress? I'll say, I'll say great, amazing. Or sometimes I'll say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. Everybody in here knows what I mean. You know what I mean. You see, listen to me, there's a depth of feelings that is beyond words. And the Holy Spirit loves you so much. His love for you and his prayer for you is beyond words that we can understand. But it still communicates truth. And we need to let the Holy Spirit pray for us. We need to invite him into our lives. And say, God, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Holy Spirit, I don't know if my marriage is going to make it. We need you. And can I just say this to the marriages that are on the rocks? It's hard to fix things yourself that you broke yourself. So why not invite God, Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, into your marriage. And I know some of you, man, you're parenting. Boy, this year's been challenging, amen? Man, our poor moms. Man, being a mom's hard enough, right? And now you're like teacher, therapist, police officer, <laughs> prison guard, amen? Anybody got teenagers? Prison guard, nobody's leaving this compound. And you're like, what's going on with these children? I don't know what to do. Listen to me, moms. Did you know that ruach in the Hebrew is feminine? It's the part of God that motherly loves us. Isn't that incredible? Ruach is feminine. The feminine wind of God Almighty. Let me tell you something, ladies. If you're tapped out, tap into him because he wants to empower you and strengthen you. Man, you wanna whip those kids into shape? Just call on the Holy Spirit! <laughs> Can you imagine? Even your terrorist three-year-old, okay. <laughs> Number four, do you know this, that God reveals that pain has a purpose? Like there's just some things that we struggle with. Like, like does anybody have a list of why God when you meet him? Like number one on my list is mosquitoes. I, I like to say, why? Why? Okay? You ever had like a mosquito on your head? You're the last person to know. That thing is just sucking you dry. Why? We couldn't have, we, like we could, I think we could have brainstormed, amen, and come up with something else. Hate those things. 
right? There's just some things that I don't understand. But one of those things I think we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna wrestle with is why did I have to have so much pain? Why did life have to be so hard? Okay, Romans 8, 28. One of the most famous verses in the Bible is gonna speak to the purpose of pain. Paul says this to a church who's suffering, to a church who's being persecuted, okay? Nero is lighting up Christians like candlesticks, you know, for their sporting events, busting in on, on Christians that just want to worship together. And Nero's actually calling us atheists because we believe in a God that doesn't have a statue. Life is hard. But Paul says this, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Okay, there's a purpose for pain. And we know that God is working in us no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, no matter how hard it is, we know that God is working hard for us. Well, let me tell you why we need pain. One of the worst diseases on earth is leprosy and it's where you lose the sensation of pain. And when you can't feel, you don't know when you're hurt. You see, pain helps us to identify something's wrong. Something has gone wrong. Like last week, you know, Pastor Fredo did an amazing job preaching and, and he's just so incredible. I, I had surgery on my head, right? And uh, man, she did a good job. If you want to see, look at that plastic surgery. Man, I thought I was going to be, you know, hair challenged, follically challenged, but she, uh, it was great, man. I asked her, you know, the plastic surgeon, I said, she said, well, we're going to do a transplant. I said, no, let's just try to pull it all together. And she did. And I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking good. You know, she's like, what? You know, and I can feel her, man. She's like, Whoop, you know, pulling that. But uh, she did a great job. But let me tell you something. Pain tells us that something's wrong. So I got home from my surgery. I drove myself home. I'm not proud of this. You know, we make, we make bad decisions. I drove myself home. My wife's like, I don't feel like you should have done that. Like, I feel like I'm the spiritual leader and I need to, no. She's just like, I don't, I don't think that was a good idea. And I was like, well, I can't feel anything. I feel great. She said, well, but she said, my friend says that it's going to hurt really bad. I said, yeah, everybody keeps saying that. I feel great. I feel great. Let's go do something. All day long, I'm like, yeah, let's party, party on. This thing's a joke. You know, they're like, you need to ice. I'm like, ice, mice. Well, what I didn't know was they had numbed my entire scalp. And about eight hours later, Vroom, vroom. Like, do you remember Jurassic Park when the dinosaur's walking and the glass is going boof, boof. Well, my skull was doing that. And, you know, I don't know if you've had, ever had a headache so bad you want to puke, but I, I told my friend, I said, I, I feel like somebody hit me on the head. They're like, yeah, that's what actually happened. It's not a feeling, you know? Not only did they cut something out, they cut it all the way to the bone, but they had to stitch it back together. And I realized I was actually foolish when I couldn't feel what was wrong. And some of you need to know this, that God has given you pain and it's a gift. God loves you so much, he wants you to feel what's good and he wants you to feel what's not good. Next, you know what pain does? Pain motivates us to change, amen? Listen to me, mamas. I love you, helicopter moms. Listen to me. If you save your children from every painful experience, they will continue to make them their entire life. Pain is a motivator, amen? Okay? I'm a California pastor. I'm a, I'm a white guy, but I love Mexican food. Man, I'm telling you, I love it. And one of my favorite condiments is El Tapatio. 
Anybody like that? LTAP? Yep, put on everything. I don't care what it is. Put it on there. It makes it better. Jesus Christ himself made that stuff. But you know, I've had a wonderful relationship with El Tapatio. We, like, we've been good to each other. We've been faithful to each other. And I got to be honest, it, it wasn't her. She did nothing wrong. It was me. I turned 40. I turned 40, and I got this thing, all the young people are like, I don't, I don't know what you speak of. It's called heartburn. It's like the devil went down your esophagus and is creating a little personal hell right here. It's horrible. Okay? So I can't do El Tapatio anymore. I just, I just had to tap out. Amen? I'm just like, ah, can't do it. And it's so lame, too. We go to Mexican restaurants. They're like, oh, would you like smell Tapatio? And I'm like, no, I will just eat my tacos in blandness. Thank you. Maybe I can lick some air or something, you know? Man. But you know, pain motivates us to change, doesn't it? And here's the thing that uh, a pastor at Sandals Church taught me years ago. The only reason people change is when the pain to stay the same is worse than the pain to change. And let me say this. For those of you who are hurting in your marriage, maybe the only thing that can create the marriage you want is the pain that you need to experience. That's it. And one of the reasons young people are having such a hard time in our culture is we've prevented them from ever experiencing pain and they don't know how to deal with it. So pain motivates us to change. It's amazing what happens to us when we're comfortable. We don't do anything. We do not become who God has called us to be. Next, pain makes us wiser in the future, amen? Anybody remember doing dumb things when you were younger? Yeah. yeah. Why'd you stop? That hurt. That, that hurt. I'm not going to do that again. But here's the thing, man. Some of you, 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 you can't grow and you can't change and you can't become wiser because you're just beating yourself up. You're, more, you're so focused on beating yourself up, you're not letting the Lord pick you up. And here, you know what? Here's the hardest pain to work through. Self-inflicted pain. You ever done that? What was I thinking? Like, I mean, divorce is bad. It's even worse when you did it. Like, it's not fun to lose your job, but when you're like, yeah, I, I, sh I would have fired myself. Self-inflicted pain is the worst. But I sat down with a young leader this week in our church and I believe that this young leader is God gifted. I believe God has a plan for this leader. But he made a, mis a huge mistake. He did it. And he was in a lot of pain because of what he had done. And what does pain do? It lies. This will never change. I've screwed my life up forever. Man, that's the devil. Jesus says I can work with that. And I told him, I said, it's not our mistakes that define us is what we learn from them and how we change because of them that defines who we are. And I said, man, what you did is nothing compared to what I did when I was your age. And he's like, what'd you do? I was like, well, that's another story. <laughs> We're just gonna call that rumors. <laughs> but here's the next thing that I've learned about pain. Nobody likes us when you're going through it, but pain increases our compassion for others, doesn't it? In my 20s, 
I, I, I completely destroyed both knees. I've had eight knee surgeries, four on the left, four on the right. I was depressed. I was discouraged. I thought I would never get better. And you know what? Those were some of the toughest times in my life because I identified as an athlete. That's who I was. And listen to me, parents, some of you are raising your children to worship a lousy God and sports are a lousy God because they will eat you up and spit you out. Sports use you. Jesus saves you. Remember that. But whenever I see somebody, you know, limping or um, struggling, I saw a young lady at the gym and I could tell she was hobbling. You know, at first I was, is that attitude? No, no, okay, that's, that's a knee. <laughs> And I said, I said, what happened? And, and she told me her story. And I just said, man, I know what that's like. I'm gonna pray for you. You see, pain creates compassion for others. And there's a lot of you, you say, well, well I don't understand why God, especially right when it's children, isn't it? When it's kids hurting. God, why do you create kids with disabilities? Why, why do kids face disease? You know, one of the things that I've learned is when I see a child suffering, it makes me a better person. Because it's really easy to get wrapped up in me. I love me some me, right? But one of the things that I do, we have a little girl in our church that's battling for her life. And we make videos. I send videos. I never let my dog kiss me. My dog is gross, tongue this big, <laughs> disgusting. But for those videos, for that sick little girl, my dog goes to town on my face. <laughs> it's like Christmas for her. Okay, we'll make a video, we'll make a video. But I love this little girl. Her name is Stevie. She's battling. She's having a battle as a little girl, what I couldn't deal with as a grown man. Let me tell you something. If you're struggling with compassion, work in our special needs ministries at Samuels Church. If you can't stand your kids, pastor and care for some kids that have real struggles. It'll make you appreciate that. But here's the, here's the last thing you need to know about pain, man. You know what pain does? It creates a desire for heaven. It just does, man. And if you don't believe that, you haven't heard enough yet, man. Come on, young people. That's why you want to go to Vegas. You haven't screwed up enough yet. That's why young people would rather party than pray, because they have not experienced pain yet. It's coming to a theater near you. Romans 8, 20 through 21, for the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice. God has done this. Why? By the will of the one who subjected in the hope that creation itself will be liberated from its bondage and decay. One of the reasons we're going to celebrate heaven is because the hell we went through on earth. God is going to bring us into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. Amen. I mean, listen to me, old people. The reason you ache and you hurt is so that you fall out of love with this earth and you fall in love with heaven. Come on, old people. Our backs wake up before we do. <laughs> yeah, that's not the spirit groaning. What is that? <laughs> right, our bodies betray us. They fall apart. They get old. And what that's supposed to do is train us for the moment we escape this prison of a sinful body and we embrace the glorious body that is to come. One of the favorite things I did during COVID was I watched Michael Jordan's last dance. And I know some people critique him. I thought it was great. I thought it was so great. 
But you know, my favorite thing in the life of Michael Jordan, one of the reasons I, I, I don't like pro sports, I love college sports, is college kids cry. Like you see the giants, it's like, it's awesome. That guy is 400 pounds, he could kill me with his pinky and he's sobbing. But I love when Michael Jordan, he won his first championship after so many years of disappointment and struggle and falling short. And he just held that trophy and he wept and he didn't care who saw. You see what made the trophy sweet was the struggle and the pain. Listen to me, your struggle on earth will make your victory in heaven that much sweeter, amen? Listen to me, parents, I know so many of you, you got kids that are graduating. And you know why parents love graduation? Because some of you parents know how hard it was for that kid to learn to read. I mean, who knew the wasn't to her? <laughs> Stinking English, amen? You remember your child's struggles with math. Man, parents, you go to that last soccer game, that, that last baseball game, you remember them learning to catch and how hard that was. Remember, you would throw the ball so soft so you didn't, you know, kill your own kid. And now you're like, quick, you need to throw it soft so you don't kill dad. <laughs> but you know what makes graduation so beautiful? Is you got to walk with them through the struggle. And they made it. They made it. I think as parents, we like graduation more than they do, amen? Because we're like, oh, Lordy, Lordy, I can't believe it. God is good, amen? <laughs> but let me tell you something. You're going to make it. You're going to graduate. Not because of who you are or because of what you did, but because of who Jesus is and what he did. And he has given you the Holy Spirit as a promise. It's a promissory note of what is to come. Of what is to come. And I know some of you are going through some real darkness right now, but I want you to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and his name is Jesus and he is coming for us. So I just wanna close and I just wanna pray for us. No matter what the difficulty is that you face this week, I'm gonna pray that the Holy Spirit would minister to you, would minister to us, would minister to whatever it is that's hurting you so bad right now. So would you just bow your head, close your eyes, and if you just lift up your, your hands, and I'm gonna pray over you. Holy Spirit of God, we ask that you fall afresh on us. God, some of us are hurting in our marriage, in our finances, with our kids. Lord, we're hurting in our lives, and we just need your strength. God, some of us are afraid to pray. We don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray. Holy Spirit, would you just pray for us right now? Spirit of God, would you pray for our marriage? Would you pray for our kids? Spirit of God, would you pray for Sandals Church? Would you strengthen us? Would you lift us up? Would you direct us? Spirit of God, help us. Oh, Spirit of God, come, we ask. We ask this not because of who we are, but because of who Jesus is, and he promised he promised us you. And so we claim that promise right now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
what an important reminder and encouragement for all of us, especially on a day like today that could be filled with love and gratitude for yep. some of us, but for some of you, it might be marked with pain or loss. We recognize that that's a reality for many of us here. But as Pastor Matt just said, there is a light at the end of even our darkest, most painful moments. And God promises to be with us through his spirit yep. and through his people, which is the church. Yep. That's why we believe that the church is the hope of the world. That's right. Because Jesus is the light in our own darkness and the one who can heal each and every heartache that we have. Hmm. Sandals Church exists so that we can come alongside one another in all seasons of life and point each other to this very real hope that we have in Jesus. Amen. And when you give to Sandals Church, hmm. you're partnering with us so that together we can spread this yep. message of hope and yep. God's love both locally and globally. Thank you so much for joining in this with us through your giving. And if you've never given to Sandals Church before, I wanna personally invite you to consider doing so today. Go to give.sc or on the Sandals Church app because we cannot do this without you and you and me. We need to do this together. That's right, that's right. Mm -hmm. you, you know, Pastor Matt talked about Romans 8 and when life isn't going great, read Romans mm -hmm. 8. And I wanna just remind you exactly what Pastor Matt already said. God sees your present suffering. He sees your suffering. I mean, speaking of suffering, even last night, uh, we got in a fight uh, about today and what Just we're going to say and how's it going to go, you know, and, and, and we should have prayed. We, we, we didn't pray. Probably would have helped. We should have prayed. It would have helped. But I want to let you know that uh, we suffer, we go through pain, and we know you go through pain. In fact, mm -hmm. a couple who are, who are part of our Sandals Church online community um, have a 16-month-old, and about two months ago, um, he drowned, but they yeah. nearly drowned, but, and then, then he resuscitated him, so he came back to us, praise God. Amazing. And then we also have someone who's part of our online community, as part of our Sandals Church Anywhere community, yeah. um, where a couple um, went through a miscarriage, yeah. and that was tough. We have gone through a miscarriage before, um, and then even our own lives, yeah. our own lives. We have mm. a child who um, has a health condition, a really difficult health condition, mm. and that's pain. There's a lot of pain. We it's all real. are going through some type of pain. But I'll tell you this, that couple who had a kid who almost drowned, that couple who had a miscarriage, and my wife and I who have a kid with health conditions, um, all of us, all of us had a community. All of us had a community uh, rallied around us when we were going through this difficult moment. And in fact, there's many times I've even told my wife, like, mm -hmm. can you imagine what life would look like no. without a Christian community? Can you imagine mm -hmm. what, I, I, I wouldn't want to do this. I would not right. want to do this. And I'm telling you, if you do not have a community of followers of Jesus Christ who can come around you in pain, because we all have pain, we yep. all go through pain, yep. then that's what you can do today. And that's what's so awesome about Sandals Church and our growth path. It's a tool mm -hmm. to help to help you get connected to the spiritual family because we all need community. Yes. Every single one of us yes. need community. We all need others in our lives. And, and it's powerful when you take pain plus the Holy Spirit plus community, right. you'll find healing. healing. Yeah. And if you're looking for community, like an online group, either digital, virtual, or in-person, um, there's so many ways that you can find community. Or you may want to be part of a Sandals Church Anywhere community. You can find all of that in the growth path. And I want to let you know that Sandals Church is here to help you do just that. Yes. Well, this is Mother's Day. Yes. And I know for a lot of us, it's either really celebratory 
or maybe it's marked with pain. Um, I hear that. I feel that. I want to let you know, no matter where you are, God is with you in your pain. He's affirming you in your pain. Sandals Church, we are so glad that you hung out with us today. We pray you have a great day and we'll see you next week. Next week.